Did you know that MongoDB University has been completely redesigned from the ground up? Hands-on labs and quizzes, bite-sized video lectures, learn at your own pace, study guides and materials, 100% free access to MongoDB training. Visit mdb.link slash learn. Advance your career and learn MongoDB today. Check the show notes for links. Hey, it's Aaron Shu, CEO of Blurp. Learn about how we scale a college startup to millions of users at the MongoDB podcast. The support that we get from the start program has been really great, not just from the business end, but the technical end too, on connecting resources on how to best utilize our stack. Atlas Search now has features where you can rank up documents based on specific values that you have on your collection. We are able to cache certain values, such as how many times has a soundbite been shared on that document and actually rank that up in the search result. Welcome to the show. Today we're talking about blurp.com. We've got Aaron Shu, CEO, started as a student and has scaled this business to over a million users. Pretty incredible story. Stay tuned for that. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I'd like to ask for your help. We're trying to reach more developers, and you can help us in that mission. If you'd leave a rating and a comment, it's going to help us expand our reach, and it'll help us improve the show as well. Greatly appreciate that. Hey, did you know that MongoDB.Live is our biggest annual user conference? You can join us on July 13th and 14th for this free virtual streaming event. It'll feature a solid lineup of cutting-edge keynotes, dozens of breakout sessions, live Ask Me Anything panels, and great brain-breaking activities. So much more. Head on over to mongodb.com live to register and to get updates on what's in store for July. Hope to see you there. You're listening to the MongoDB Podcast. MongoDB Podcast. Exploring the world of software development, data, and all things MongoDB. And now your hosts, Michael Lynn and Nick Raboy. Hey, Nick, I know we have a phenomenal guest today, and I'm really excited about it. I know that you are too, because it's on a subject that's kind of right up your alley. You want to tell the folks a little bit about what's going on today? Yeah. I mean, our guest created a business out of something that he was very passionate about, which is gaming. And I too am very passionate about gaming. I do a lot of gaming stuff around MongoDB. So this is this is going to be a great subject. And it's it's not entirely on the subject of gaming, but it is uh, nested into what we're going to be discussing. Right, Mike? Yeah, fantastic. So let's bring the guest in and we'll have him give you an overview of what's what's going on with his company and, and what that's all about. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on the show. Hey, nice to meet you guys. Thanks for having me. So why don't you introduce yourself and let the folks know a little bit about yourself and your company. Yeah, so my name is Aaron Shu. I am currently the CEO and founder of an audio company called Blurp. We started it about four years ago while I was studying game design at the university. And yeah, my uh, <laughs> I remember when I was trying to pick what major I was studying, my my mom still thinks I just play with computers and games all day. And I knew that studying game design, I really wanted to pick up a useful skill like computer science. And that's really what drove me into the world of tech. And I started broadening it. But yeah, so with that background, that's what I'm doing today. Awesome. Well, like I said, it's great to have you on the show. And I'm curious, like right out of the gate, you mentioned the company name is Blurp. And is it at blurp.com? Where can users, if they're browsing now, where can they find more information right away? 
Yeah, blurp.com, B-L-E-R-P, is where you find us. I love the name because it's something that a lot of people ask, what is that? And it lets people really dive into this thing that we're trying to add meaning to, to this world. It's a great name, especially for the context, right? It's, it's blurps of sound, right? I mean, first of all, that's a, a phenomenal domain name. Was that available or did you have to purchase that? <laughs> that's a funny story, yeah, because you can imagine I was pretty broke as a college student and what blurp.com used to be, a different startup owner owned it and he had it on sale for about four grand during the time. And we had set on this name because every person we told the name to either really loved it or they really hated it. And the dichotomy of those answers really drove us, wow, this is rememberable. And we've seen that now, like as we are building this universal database that plugs into anywhere people can enhance their communications. We've seen that, oh, it's like sharing a blurb and it's really useful for the name. But yeah, me being a college student was like, you know, I'm going to put my heart into it. Let's just throw the four grand at it. And we bought it. And it's been useful for us till today. Can we elaborate more on what sharing a blurb means? What exactly is a blurb of sound? Yeah, taking a step back, the platform, the audio platform that we're building is this universal database that plugs into any source of communication. We plugged it into live streams, messaging, voice chats in a way that you can take whatever content short sound clip from our database and share it to your friend. And yeah, it's built on this idea that sound is such a meaningful way for us to connect with each other, to express our emotions. And why not use a soundbite similar to how we use GIFs in these avenues? And that's what Blurp is built around, is that we see sound bridging that way of our communication. And roughly how long? is a blurb like uh, is it a second is it 10 seconds currently we limit blurbs to be 10 seconds and we've seen this with other social platforms where the more you limit content the more creativity that's promoted we saw this with vine we see this with tiktok the short length of it is pretty key to help people create perfect moments another thing is that with sounds we want people to be able to not take over the moment of what's there. And the shorter it is, it becomes expressive. So short answer, it's a 10 second audio clip. Key value of what makes Blurp work is how quickly can we enhance the moment? And that's our goal of Blurp is how do we take the best content and add to the moment that's there? So I know that we, we talked roughly about gaming earlier. Um, where are people using Blurps? Like what's, what's the, maybe what's the target audience um, that is using them and some of the platforms that you can access it on. Yeah, so today Blurp is integrated into Discord, Twitch, live streams. If you're familiar with people playing games and creating content online, we are really targeted and focused on growing through these creators online where we have an app that people can use our database and let viewers watching their live stream donate and play a sound. And that way they can create this whole new interaction whether they're playing a game and they just kill someone in a game, they can applaud, you know, the creator that's um, creating that content. And it's a really exciting new thing that we're seeing on the internet as more of our content becomes interactive. Fantastic. So what is the interface that, that people are using? I guess it's built right into Twitch or um, how do they gain access to these blurps? Yeah, so a viewer watching a stream will see 
blurp as a panel or an overlay on the stream. So as you're watching uh, your favorite streamer, you'll just see this panel pop up and you can search like you would search a GIF and just be able to share it right on top of that stream. Maybe um, tell us a little bit about how you built Blurp. Yeah, how did we build Blurp? You know, that took, uh, <laughs> I've been working on it for four years now. It definitely took a bit of time. And we were bootstrapped for the first couple of years. So I was the only coder for, you know, the first few years. And I've had friends help me throughout and really help carve out some of the work. But in all, we built Blurp. At first, you know, using Elasticsearch and using actually Google's Firebase database. And I think it was a year in where a developer that was helping me was like, hey, we should use Mongo. You know, let's try using Mongo. It, it's more flexible. We're still moving. We're trying to find our market. And that's where we switched over. And at that time, I remember we were still using Elasticsearch to power our search. But... Atlas was coming out at the time. And I personally was just so annoyed with being a single developer trying to manage these two instances. And that's where we're like, oh, let's see if we can power search using Atlas. And that's sort of how our architecture evolved and moved into MongoDB. And yeah, so far, we, we've loved it. You know, we, We've loved how we've been able to build. We're still just a two and a half engineering team. And we're able to manage all these parts that make Blurp work because we're not just a website now. We're a website, a Twitch app, a, a Discord bot. You know, we have so many moving parts that Mongo and Atlas in general has been able to manage a lot of that scale for us. So in, in regards to you're using Atlas search right now, correct? We are. That's correct. Yeah. So in regards to uh, search, are you using just standard text search within your application or are you using... Uh, some of the other operators that Atlas offers um, in order to kind of, um, I don't know, complement uh, text search or maybe even replace it? Yeah, we started out with text search and we have so much data now, right? We have engagement from people sharing these clips. We have engagements from these searches that really tie into um, what these clips could really mean. And we we're able to use function scores from Atlas to sort of rank up the engagement. and leverage that and we actually weren't even doing that with elastic before because we just didn't have time to dive into it but since atlas has simple documentation we've been able to tap into that a little bit more you've been using the scoring that comes back in all of the search queries then right yep that's correct and we actually just implemented that because because it's new on your guys's part yeah absolutely um so we know that you're using atlas search what else um, actually composes Blurp? Like, what's what's the rest of your stack look like? Yeah, so we started out using JavaScript from the beginning for the, both the front and the back end. JavaScript, React, and that was a decision of me being surrounded by so many opinionated developers where I said, you know, we need just one single language, make it work, and let's just try and get this MVP out. and our cloud infrastructure it's on google they gave us credits so as a startup you're just bouncing where people um will help you be cost efficient so before we get too far off the topic that we just previously mentioned which is scoring that's a component of full text search i'm I'm wondering if you can help me understand how that works and uh, maybe maybe explain a little bit about your implementation of of text search 
the scoring component is interesting where Atlas Search now has features where you can rank up documents based on specific values that you have on your collection. We are able to cache certain values, such as how many times has a soundbite been shared on that document and actually rank that up in the search result. So the text search part, that works similar to how Elasticsearch search works, which is using the Lucene engine below. But what we're able to do with Atlas is feed it, you know, a text query that says Aaron soundboard, and it's able to find those instances of Aaron soundboard throughout our database. And we're able to pull that out. And right now we collect information, you know, the title of the clip, the transcription of what that clip says. And we're able to feed all that information into MongoDB so that we can query off that text search. So MongoDB can store all of that text and index it with a full text search index, which is really powerful. But are you actually storing the, the audio clips themselves in MongoDB? We are not storing the audio clips in MongoDB. We're definitely using Google Storage and S3 to manage that. So we know that you're using Atlas and we know that you're using Atlas Search. Can you talk a little bit more about the rest of the stack that you're using over at Blurp? Yeah, so from the beginning, we chose JavaScript as this core language to promote our stack. We use a Node.js backend and a React frontend to power most of the UI for that. We, as we mentioned earlier, we serve all our audio clips from S3 buckets and we store those relations all in Mongo. And we have a Redis cache in order to speed up certain queries in certain places of that, but we're able to really rely on Mongo as our full application database. We use uh, new technologies such as GraphQL and Apollo to really facilitate the data passing forward from our Node.js app. And that has really helped us uh, scale pages and decrease latency for um, certain pages. And then we've also used a framework called Next.js on the front end that lets us server-side render our application and maximize our SEO while using React. And, and in terms of the amount of data that you're storing, what, are, what kind of sizes are we talking about of uh, your data storage in MongoDB? I want to say right now we're storing about 100 gigabytes worth of data in MongoDB. And that's definitely grown over the past few years when we were just storing, you know, a couple megabytes. But yeah, MongoDB serves everything. Even our log data is stored in MongoDB right now, which definitely uh, adds up to a lot of the gigs. So you, you, you mentioned that you're storing your log data in MongoDB. And this might be something that we discuss as part of your roadmap later in this episode. But have, have you looked into or have started using say, for example, MongoDB Data Lake or Atlas Online Ar Archive for handling this kind of data? I have not actually looked into it, and that would be sweet on... Because me, coming from not a full DevOps background, I, one thing I have gotten feedback on is that we should separate the databases on where we store, whether it's spinning up another Mongo instance or using something like Data Lake you mentioned. So that is something we definitely want to start prioritizing and looking into. And with that 100 gigabytes of data, um, how many users are you serving today? In just the Twitch end, we have millions of people hitting our app per week based on just the streamer reach of people using our app. But if we're talking about active users that are coming onto Blurp and sharing it, we're, we're in the 100,000 range of users um, being able to play and share 
sounds with over 30,000 active creators using our Twitch extension to reach their audience. I'm curious about the deployment. Um, how, how big an instance size are you leveraging in MongoDB Atlas? I want to say we are using an M2 right now. Yeah, that's a, that's a fairly modest sized instance. Um, have you investigated looking at, or, or have you had to scale at all since you, since you launched? We've definitely had to move it up from the core free tier. We can't support all the users on the free tier, but we have been really excited about, you know, our app is getting millions of requests per week, especially from just how many of these Twitch streamers, some of our Twitch streamers have somewhere from 100 to half a million followers and their reach, you know, creates massive traffic for us. But for us to be able to sustain all this traffic on these small instances has been pretty um, exciting. And we do want to thank microservice architecture a little bit for that too, just us splitting the load across a few servers. So as I mentioned, I love the concept. I think it's a, it's a brilliant idea. And I'm just curious, like you had this idea in school and I guess you started working on the, on the project. Uh, you built it up over time. How did it get, how did you turn it into a business? How did you determine what the revenue model should be? And where are you at in your journey as a startup in, in terms of the, the funding? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say the journey of a business was definitely a long one because I did not dive into this thinking that we were going to be able to make a business out of it. I mean, we saw examples like Giphy where they were able to build very large assets from um, creator-driven content. And that was exciting for us, but we didn't know how exactly we were going to monetize or how we were going to make it work. And the first few years we made this, we, it was really built off of the excitement of voice. Everything was growing and we saw a lot of traction for where sound could be in our lives. But our first app, you know, didn't really work out. We, we spent, you know, a year building this app and it didn't really grow. And it wasn't until we focused in on gaming and these creators where we started to really see this clear niche that we could really dominate. And we saw that niche grew our platform as in users were coming in and creating content, adding content, and then adding this new experience to it, which got us really excited about how we could track and grow it. I think the business model started to grow once we saw that the value we're adding to creators was something that was very real and very tangible. The need for these creators to not only grow their communities, but grow their ability to build their passion online and grow a job for themselves was really huge. And we saw that Blurp could really play into that by helping these creators monetize their voice. A lot of the content today that's shared on these streams is of these streamers' voices. And we see that these creators are able to make so much money off their live content, so much money off their images, off their videos. But why hasn't anyone extracted their audio content and helped them distribute it? And that's where we see Blurp really building that model. And that's where we found ground in that. So I'm curious about um, your, your revenue model. You mentioned that you, you did work on a, on a revenue model. How does Blurp make money? Today, Blurp makes money from taking a cut of the donations that happen when people donate using a sound from our database. And that is the beginning of how we see us helping streamers really monetize their content. The larger revenue model we see is really similar to maybe sticker packs that you see online. There are popular messaging apps that sell stickers for creators. And what we see is that 
there's no reason why we can't take brands, creators, and create audio packs for them and distribute it to these channels where these viewers can access it through a subscription or access it by giving the creator a small monetary incentive. So, so let me let me see if I understand this correctly, and you correct me wherever wherever I go wrong here. So, somebody goes to use a soundbite from from Blurp on, say, a Twitch stream. Is it the uh, the streamer who would be paying part of the donation price, or the person who actually initializes it? Do they? Is it from their account, say, for example? And whoever whoever happens to do that, what what kind of cut does Blurp take? Uh, from that from that donation how i usually describe it it's really an analogy to a store streamers are essentially walmart or they're the store and they're they're the ones that put our app to the viewers but the cut actually comes from the viewers spending the money within our panel and our overlay we do see other models that we could play around with where maybe we can offer more to the streamer by incentivizing that but that's the model that works today for us sure and the content creator that is actually creating the audio, are they receiving a cut as well um, from, from this kind of package? Oh, yeah. So the streamer gets most of the money, and we, just, we take a transaction fee of 20% right now. Uh, the donation definitely goes to the streamer. Trying to... Is it the streamer that makes the audio content for Blurp? We are building those incentives to do that. But as of today, the content creator doesn't actually get incentive sure. from it besides just clout and shares in that sense so they get incentivized oh like my clip has been shared by a million streams and that's exciting to them but how we see it is that that's a perfect way for brands to really grow that side of definitely. their story as in their sonic branding and building that so we we definitely are looking ways to monetize that in the future for them but as of today that we're not doing that yet but that's where we're going so tell me a little bit about the the journey as a startup. Did you participate in any uh, startup programs? We did a lot of programs with our school. So we, our school had a get seed program where you could pitch your idea and earn a couple thousand dollars, which was great because I had to pay off the domain name, right? Those really helped was just grounding and finding the right people who have done it before. And that was more helpful for me at the beginning was just seeing people who have gone through the journey and asking them questions on how we could do the same thing. Did, did you participate in the MongoDB for Startups program? After a couple of years of graduating, uh, we, did, uh, we did participate in the MongoDB Start program. And actually, Manuel from the program has been amazing. And all the help we've gotten, right? Because we're a younger team. And the support that we get from the Start program has been really great, not just from the business end, but the technical end too, on connecting resources on how to best utilize our stack. Yeah, fantastic. That that can be a really helpful, uh, helpful program. And folks listening in, if you're interested in learning more about the MongoDB for Startups program, you can visit mongodb.com/startups and get more information there. Uh, what is coming up next for Blurp? What's what's on the roadmap? Yeah, so our goal for Blurp is to continue dominating this interaction in live streams. We see that as we focus on not just creators on Twitch, we can extend to creators on YouTube Live, Facebook Gaming, TikTok Live, these places where people just want to have more interaction with their audience. And we want to be that tool that plugs into that. From there, we're also launching a new desktop app coming up where not only creators, but viewers or anyone on voice chats, on podcasts, 
can really utilize our library and trigger these sounds in a way that will help enhance their conversations or the moments that they have. And we're excited about that too. And we're excited to launch that. So is there anything uh, that you want the audience to know before we begin to wrap? No, I just, uh, a, a large reason why I try to share what we have is in hopes that someone sees that you don't need to know everything when you start your company and that sometimes it might seem like the people starting it are really talented, but no, they're just figuring it out along the way. And I think that was a big part of what made Blurp work was that we kept working at it and we didn't let anyone tell us that we couldn't do it. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you after this airs, we know that your website is blurp.com, but are you on social media at all? Is there uh, any way that somebody can get in contact with you if, if they wanted to? I am on social media. The most active one I'm actually using is TikTok. So my tag there is KCHSU. But um, I, I do use Twitter sometimes at A-K-C-S-H-O-O, as well as you can reach me anytime at Aaron at Blurp.com. Awesome. Well, Aaron, thanks so much for spending time with us and helping us to understand your journey as a startup with Blurp.com. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. Have a question or a suggestion for the show? Visit us in the MongoDB community forums at community.mongodb.com. Did you know that MongoDB University has been completely redesigned from the ground up? Hands-on labs and quizzes, bite-sized video lectures, learn at your own pace, study guides and materials, 100% free access to MongoDB training. Visit mdb.link learn. Advance your career and learn MongoDB today. Check the show notes for links.